Hey, it's your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. You made it. Congratulations. And just in time. Today's episode is an important one. In it, Nick and I talk about the super personal trade secret of how I get ready for improv shows, keynote speeches, and performances. It's a ritual that draws odd looks and sometimes laughter from those lucky enough to witness it in person. But most importantly, it works. Check it out. I have this karaoke CD in my car that I love. When I'm driving, so it's just I, the music. It's just the music, and it actually was created by Laura Hall, who was the music director on Whose Line Is It Anyways. I took a, a musical improv class with her and her husband Rick Hall, and uh, she offered those for sale. Afterwards, I'm like, sure. What I didn't realize was that when I hit the wrong button on my uh, on my CD player, AM, FM, Sirius radio in my car. Um, that CD is the only CD I have loaded in. And I've made it a rule that when I hit that wrong button and that CD starts to play, I must look around, find an inspiration, and sing a song about it in whatever style is currently playing on the CD. Because she has like reggae or yeah. rock ballad or um, hoedown, little different song styles. It has been the best way to get ready for a talk best way to get ready for an improv show i just put on this tape i look around for inspiration and they start singing about the stuff in my environment and by the time i get to sack or to the place where i'm going to deliver a talk i'm like i'm ready i've got this ready to go i love that i would recommend it to anybody yeah do you sing like you sing in your car you, oh yeah yeah i sing to my cats i sing in my car mm. i rarely sing to other people yeah because i feel like that was always the thing about improv that impressed me the most when the performers could do a song on the spot and scared me the most. Yeah. Like trying to imagine myself up there doing something like that, whether it was the, you know, the one where everybody's on stage and you're going through like the blues song or or something like that. Or you're just up there by yourself, like watching whose line is it anyway. And Wayne Brady doing his thing on that. I'm like, I know that's, I love, I love making up songs. It's one of my favorite things to do on stage. And uh, and you, and I, this also explains why you love Emily Fontano so much, because she is one of the biggest oh. badasses of musical improv so in our town. She's really good, and actually, we've got a, a lot of people who are great at impromptu songs at SAC. And they would they would kill. I would love to just have a party, but with this CD that I already know all the tunes to, with all my friends. So they'd be like, "Wow, Bob, you you are so good at this." It's like I've only been singing to these soundtracks for the last twelve months. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how you do it, right? I always thought that you would, if you're going to be on stage on a regular basis and you're going to be singing songs, that you almost kind of start writing them in your head. Mm-hmm. But that for improv is like, it just goes against poison everything. Poison. And if somebody suggests something, if you're working off a suggestion, what you've written is not going to work. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's anything that you carry into an improv scene up front that's not inspired by the suggestion or by your fellow player's suggestion is baggage. Because you're carrying around going, when do I need to use this? When do I need to use this? That's occupying a piece of your brain that could be used in the moment. And the thing is, when you get in the groove, when you relax into it and you discover what the tune is that your musician is playing or what the lyric is that needs to come out of your mouth, uh, it's it's fun. It's easier than trying to preload it. And I, I tell you what, I call my students out on when they walk into a scene with something in their holster it's like no we go in bare and clean and just receive and figure out what to do with it if you go in with that in your holster it's a you're afraid 
And usually, or are you trying to work it in? Yeah. Well, uh, oh, and I see that too. Where yeah. It's like, I heard you start that joke earlier and then when I crushed it, now you're going to bring it up over here. It's like squeezing a balloon. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's going to show up somewhere else. Yeah. But I, I just say it's scary to go in there without anything, but it is uh, also super liberating. That's, mm-hmm. that's why I do improv and not scripted work. You know, last time I did scripted work, I was in a high school play, uh, my daughter's theater troupe, uh, uh, troupe uh, 4937. Lake Howell High School, thank you very much. I'm an honorary member of that troupe. And I had five lines as Mr. Wolf in a musical version of Casablanca. I forgot two of them. I forgot <laughs> two of them. I had to be rescued by the amazing Sarah Villegas, who was playing a waitress in the restaurant. Uh, so, you know, when I forgot to ask for my favorite drink, she says, Oh, Mr. Wolf, would you like your favorite drink? Perfect feeding. I was so grateful to her. But what she was doing, by the way, was improvising. Yeah. So while I was failing at scripted work, this young, excellent scripted actor steps in, improvises in order to help me back into my script. It was kind of a paradox uh, and an enigma wrapped up in a big question. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. I don't know if I'll ever stop being fascinated by improv and the people who perform it. I first experienced it in the early 90s at SAC Comedy Lab And that mixture of wanting to do it and being terrified of it at the same time has never left me. Here's to the performers who spend years honing their craft like Bob and make me laugh every time. Have a great day.